out. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Oh, fuck you, Lewis. I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So we just cut together like one of those YouTube, like, uh, uh, Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. And welcome to episode 67 of the Skank First podcast, a podcast where each and every week we discuss, we review, and we talk about some of the happenings in the best offensive podcasts from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. I am your host, the funder from Down Under, the Aussie Red Bar, Double J. Where's that fucking button? There's that button. Look at that. Yeah. As you can tell, I spoke about it fucking, what was it? It was like a couple of weeks ago that I had was going to buy some actual podcasting equipment. And I have. And as you can see, it's, uh, it's here. And I don't, know, I don't know if I sound any clearer. I don't know if I sound any better. Maybe I sound the same. But uh, I'm sitting here at a table. <coughs> <coughs> With a, a Rodecaster Pro and a laptop, and I'm like, fuck, I've made it. Have I not made it? Like, is, when do I start getting sponsors and pussy? You know what I mean? Like, where's Blue Chew at? Where's fucking Blue Chew at? Yeah. Anyway, look, I've got all these fucking cool buttons. Ready? Okay, I love you. Oh, oh my favorite one. Like, you know what the problem in this world is? All these motherfucking. <laughs> oh, why'd you do that? Oh. Shit's all fucked up. Oh, we'll try that again. You know what the problem with this world is? All these goddamn... <laughs> U-R-A... <laughs> Great. I don't know. It's fun. It's a, it's a bit of fucking shits and giggles. Look, I've got... Yes, Jew King! Yes, Jew King! I've got a soundboard. Let's see. We're fucking... It's great. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so I haven't had as much time this week to like listen to podcasts because I've been fucking around with this for the last <clears throat> few days. I'm sure that's really like my coughs are now like really prominent stuff. Yeah. Like I'm not doing any tests or anything. Fuck that. I'm just fucking around. I'm just touching buttons and shit. <laughs> oh, can you hear this? Can you not hear that? That's good. All right. Anyway. Probably a bit of a shorter podcast this week, but before we get into that, I do want to talk about like the journey of getting this. All right. So it, it gets dropped off on Tuesday. It gets here and it's like, oh, you're going to open and have a look? I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Let's have a look. And I open it. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, let's plug it in. Let's have a play with it. No sound. Like I'm plugging it in and nothing's working for me. And I'm like, oh, that's strange. I'm like fucking with all the nozzles and shit. And I'm like, there's just no microphone sound coming out. And I'm like, oh, that's weird, isn't it? That's not how it's supposed to be. So I take I take the microphone back the next day. Like I drive fucking 45 minutes to the store. And he checks it. It's like, it's fine. It works perfectly normally. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's strange. I take it home, still doesn't work. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I've just spent, like, I've spent a ridiculous amount of money on this. <laughs> For a hobby that I make zero money off. 
Like, I make no money from this, and I never will make money from this because it's just a fucking hobby. It's a passion. And I'm like, oh, okay. What do I do now? So I drive back the next day with the actual, like, software. Like, you know. And he, he looks and it's like, it works fine. He plugs a microphone into it, and he's like, there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not driving back tomorrow. Fuck this. If it doesn't work, I'm just going to, like, I was tempted to be, like, just, like, Take the fucking thing. I don't want it. I'll just record it. I'll record the podcast that I've been doing the last 66 episodes. You know, like, I'll just do it off a pair of headphones while I sit in a bathroom. And I'm like, hmm, give me a new cord. Give me a new microphone cord. And he's like, we tested the microphone cord. And he's like, yeah, I know, but something's fucking wrong. And I want to know what the fuck it is. So give me a microphone cord. And he's like, all right, cool. And I take a microphone cord. We'll go home. Works perfectly. No problem. So it was the microphone cord the whole time and it makes no fucking sense because it worked when I took it to him the first time. No fucking idea. All right. Anyway, and then I've spent the last two days figuring out how to record an episode. So like I'm using GarageBand because I'm a fucking peasant. Um, but hey, there you go. That's, we're here now, I guess. Like I, I, does this make me an official podcaster? I don't know. I don't really care. But it's, I must say, it's pretty fucking cool that I can fucking do this. Yes, Jew King. Yes, Jew King. Yeah. And every time, you know, knowing me, because I say stupid shit sometimes, if every time I don't, you know, I get halfway through a fort and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't say that I can be like this. It's great. It's fucking great. This is one more time. Let me press it one more time. Okay. okay. I love you. Okay. All right. Let's actually get into it. All right. Um, now I know I've got all this fancy new equipment and I pr- my voice probably sounds very different, you know. But you may want to skip ahead maybe five minutes, all right, because we're going to go on a bit of a rant, all right, that isn't related to anything we're going to talk about. All right, so if you want to skip ahead, no hard feelings. Um, we're going to talk about Spider-Man, all right. We're going to talk about the new Spider-Man movie that came out, Um I adjust my level there slightly. So I watched it last week, and I didn't want to talk about it last week because I was like, well, it's a bit early to talk about it, isn't it? So I left it for a week, but I'm going to talk about it now. So what was it? It was No Way Home, all right? It was, and this is the part where you should skip if you don't want to know spoilers. It was the greatest solo Marvel movie I've ever seen until the last five minutes. The last five minutes fucking ruined it. And I'll explain to you why. Okay? So, the whole principle of the movie is fucking... Peter Parker wants everyone to forget that he's Spider-Man. Right? So he does that by going to Doctor Strange. I mean, like, hey, can you cast this spell for me? He's like, yeah, no problems, buddy. You know? No stress. And then he starts casting the spell, and then he's like, oh, can you... um. I don't want MJ to forget, and then I don't want my friends to forget, and then I don't want this person to forget... And he fucks up the whole thing. Peter Parker fucks it all up. And then all these fucking supervillains start coming through the fucking time-space continuum or whatever the fuck. Right. And you're like, okay, this is cool. And then, you know, obviously the thing that... The the worst-kept secret in fucking history, you know, you find out that, oh, shit, there's Tobey Maguire. And there's fucking... Um, Andrew Garfield. I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. And I cried. Oh, a minute when they were all three of them were on, you know, on the fucking screen together. I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. This is my childhood. This is my, my late teens in my fucking adulthood. I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. 
know. And then they fight all the bad guys, and they, you know, they they fucking save them, which was another stupid part of the fucking movie. They save them. They don't, you know, he doesn't just try and send them back. He tries to cure them of their fucking evilness or whatever the fuck. I was like, okay, that's a bit stupid, but all right, I'll roll with it. And then, <laughs> so he saves all of them. I should also mention that fucking Green Goblin kills fucking Aunt May because we're spoiling the whole fucking movie, so we might as well. So, you know, Tom Holland Spider-Man's like all fucking angry and wants to kill him. Um, so Tobey Maguire, Tobey Maguire fucking steals the fucking show. Andrew Garfield steals the fucking show. Willem Dafoe steals the show. So Tobey Garfield, Tobey Garfield, Tobey Maguire like stops Tom Holland from killing Green Goblin. All right, and you're like, okay, this is a pretty fucking cool movie. So this is the part where I was like, okay, this is pretty fucking cool. All right, it's all been great up until this moment. But at the time, like the spells, like busting up the fucking the sky. Like there's fucking all these supervillains coming through the sky. Um. And Tom Holland goes to fucking Doctor Strange. Like, Doctor Strange can't do anything. He's fucked. Like, there's no way they can get around this. And Tom Holland goes to Doctor Strange and goes, cast a new spell where no one knows I'm Spider-Man. No one in the world knows I'm Spider-Man. No one in the universe, the multiverse, knows I'm Spider-Man. Um, and that's what happens. No one, no one knows who Spider-Man is anymore. Mary Jane doesn't. His fat little fucking Asian friend doesn't. Sorry, his fat little... <laughs> no one knows who Spider-Man is. All right? But what the, and what's the fucking point of this movie? It, this feels like this movie was just essentially for fucking Marvel to, like, soft reboot Spider-Man. Like, he doesn't have his fucking techie suit anymore. He's lost his aunt. He's lost his fucking bitch. He's lost his fat little fucking friend you know like you know what's what's the fucking point and now he's living in a fucking stingy little apartment what the fuck was the point of that movie i wait i walked out of that movie going i wasted two and a half hours of my fucking life it was fucking ridiculous like if the whole movie was like you have to learn you know that there are consequences to your mistakes then i get that but I didn't like it. I didn't, it just to me, you know, it was all fan service. It was all there just for people to go, oh, that's fucking cool. You know, and it was all, you know, most of it with all the scenes with Garfield and Maguire were just like, yeah, let's make more memes. Let's make more memes. This will be a meme. This will be a meme. Oh, look, fucking Andrew Garfield saves Mary Jane's and doesn't crack her fucking back. Oh, okay, more memes. It was just, you know. Um... So yeah, it was, it's a great movie if you love nostalgia, but the ending is just, it defeats the purpose of the entire fucking movie. Um, and that's my review of fucking Spider-Man, fucking No Gay Home. No Gay Home or No Way Homo? There we go, No Way Homo. <laughs> Alright, now, so the first ever fucking top ten with all this recording fucking audio that I hope if you guys will tell me that if it sounds like shit, you'll let me know. Um, anyway, so let's get into it. All right. Obviously, I haven't listened to as many podcasts as I usually do this week because I've been fucking around with this shit. So it's a bit of a shorter list, but all your favorites are there regardless. Okay. 
So, I don't know. We need a fucking... What's a button we can use to fucking intro this? Oh, this one. Yes, Jew King. Yes, Jew King. I'm just going to hit it one more time for the fun of it. Yes, Jew King. Yes, Jew King. All right. There's one honorable mention this week. All right. And that is the Joe Rogan Experience episode 1757 with Dr. Robert Malone. Now... I know this is from last week, all right? And it's not commonly what we talk about, okay? There's no fart jokes or fucking L, you know. It's not the stuff or, you know, that we usually talk about. Or the it, it's not the ilk of what we talk about. But maybe. Just bear with me, all right? This may be the most important podcast of the last year. May even be the most important podcast of this year. Um, as I record this on the 9th of January. Um, you won't understand everything said on this podcast. It's a three-hour fucking podcast with a doctor. You know, like I didn't understand everything he was fucking saying. Um, there's a lot of big words that they use that I was like, "Huh? What? What does that mean?" You know. Um, but what you what you will understand from what they're saying will terrorize the fuck out of you. You know, not so much this virus because there's actually a lot of good news on the front of the virus. Um, more so on the front of what seems to be, you know, they talk about, you know, Big Pharma and how they're using this um, to make money, you know? You know, how, you know, the legacy media is lying and, politician, and politicians are lying and uh, how they don't want to lose their power, um, you know, and... Maybe they're doing that because they're stupid and they're just hearing the advice from Big Pharma because Big Pharma wants to make money. Or maybe they're just criminals. I don't know. Um, yeah, and as I said, you know, Big Pharma with what looks like the world's biggest crap, like uh, money grab ever in the history of mankind. They talk about the incestu- incestuous relationship between Big Pharma and tech and legacy media and you know, all this stuff. Um, and they all want the same thing. It's a truly frightening episode. You know, because you sit there and you go, fuck, like, this is never going to end. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Um, It's also been downloaded and listened to over 50 million times. Like, it's broken the internet. It's destroyed it. And obviously, if you've been following the news, like, the doctor, Dr. Malone was, um, every time I hear Malone, I always think of Carl Malone. So when I think of this doctor, I always think of power forward for the fucking Utah Jazz. And then when I think of that, I think of um, Jimmy Kimmel dressing up as Carl Malone in complete blackface. Just the way my mind works is funny. Anyway, so he was deplatformed from Twitter the day before this podcast was recorded, most likely in an attempt to silence him. And it ended up having a Mandela effect on it, and this podcast blew the fuck up. Like, we all know, like, a lot of people know who this guy is now. Um, listen, I know it's three hours... I know it doesn't have Lewis or Jay or Shane, you know, but I do genuinely implore you, if you haven't listened to it, and I'm assuming that if you listen to this, you probably listen to that too. Go and listen to it. It'll blow your fucking tiny little minds. All right? All right. I knock shit over. All right. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post a picture of what this fucking setup looks like. Like, I need a table. What I've got here is, like, a fucking... Um, what do you, what would you call it? It's a, it's a portable like island like you use for the kitchen. It's a tiny miniature bench. 
So essentially the, the, the microphone is sitting on my lap. All right? So we're working out the kinks. I'm not fucking Joe Rogan. I don't have a fucking studio for this. I'm not Colin Tyrrell. I'm not building a studio for this. But it's coming along nicely. And by nicely mean, meaning I have no fucking money to fucking build a podcast studio. I've just spent fucking $1,200 on all this shit. All right. Let's get into it, all right? Number 10. And that is back for the new year. The bonfire. The boys from the bonfire. Um, so most of this podcast is, uh, the most of the podcast they talk about and what we're going to talk about is Patton Oswell. Oswald. Is it Oswell or Oswald? Eh, it doesn't matter. The, the dude who has aged like milk and now looks like fucking Hannah Gatsby. All right. Should I have used the sensor button then? Probably. Anyway, so he posted a heartfelt apology to the LGBTABC community. Sorry, we'll rephrase that. He posted a heartfelt apology to the community after posting a picture with friend, known transphobe, and black devil Dave Chappelle. Um, and he wrote this long fucking letter, and I'm going to pull it up because it's fucking insane. Like, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, you know, like, you read through this, and you're like, what the, you know. And this part, you know, it's impossible not to be hopeful and open to cheer them on. Uh, also, I've been carrying a lot of guilt around friends I've cut off who have the views which I couldn't agree or change in ways I couldn't live with. Um, I wonder, did I and others cutting them off make them dig their heels deeper, fuel their ignorance with a nitro boost, boost of resentment and spite? Like, it's, it's pandering to, like, the nth fucking degree. And in this fucking apology, and I'm using quotation marks for that, apology, like he throws Dave Chappelle under the fucking bus. You know? It's fucking absurd. Like, like I was never like a Patton Oswalt fan. Like he was never, he was never my kind of comedy. You know? He was on King of Queens and that was amusing, but it was never my thing. And to see this, this is just fucking sad. It's just depressing now. Um, you've also got to remember that Oswald also went after Shane during his SNL saga, and uh, the young bull doesn't forget because he made he made a point to fucking um, post a picture of it to Twitter and write under it, ha 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 ha. This guy asked someone to take a picture of him as he wrote in a diary apologizing for seeing a friend. And it's like the young bull never forgets. You do not fuck with the young bull. Yes, Jew King. Yes, Jew King. We're gonna update this. We're gonna put some. We're gonna put fucking twenty fucking quotes from Shane Gillis on this fucking thing. I can promise you that on this fucking board. Um, um, yeah. So he, he seems to do that. You know, like he Oswald seems to do that a lot. You know, like hold on, I lost my spot. Like the point was, this was like he he went after Shane for the SNL shit, but then he retracted his comments very quickly. The same with Dave Chappelle. He took a picture with his friend Dave Chappelle, and then he had to. He felt like he had to make an apology. You know, he seems to do that a lot. You know, say something or do something that a portion, a tiny portion of his fan base don't like or disapprove of, and then he apologizes like a bitch. Patton Oswalt's a bitch. You know, if you're gonna do something, if you're gonna say something, stand by it, because 
you, you're not, you, you're smart enough. Well, you'd think you were anyway. You were smart enough to know that this was going to have backlash. You knew if you posted a picture with Dave Chappelle, people would come after you. So stand by it. Or don't do it at all. Um, yeah, anyway, so the boys talk about how this whole IG post is just him flipping it all on Dave and that Dave needs to change. Some fucking friend he is. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff, but that was the main reason I put this podcast on there because I really wanted to talk about that. Because it's fucking... You don't do that. If Dave Chappelle is your friend, you don't just fucking stab him in the back like that. You stand by him. Or you don't do it at all. So anyway, there we go. Anyway, number nine. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is a very short episode of this podcast because I haven't listened to anything. And I literally, 45 minutes ago, pieced this podcast together. Like I said, I've been fucking around with this audio equipment. I haven't had time to I've set this all up. All right. You're lucky to even get a fucking podcast at all this week, you goddamn bunch of... <laughs> I love this fucking thing. Anyway, so number nine. Don't skip the fume. Fume ad. Fume. Notes of a goon. Uh, Mikey and Chris share their COVID experiences. Um, it fucked Mikey up a lot more than it fucked Chris up, which isn't surprising considering Mikey was once homeless. Um, they talk about how long COVID is covered as a disability. So they try and figure out if they have it or a way they can claim they have it to rot the system and make a long disability claim. Like, can you imagine? Let's just let's think about that for a second. If people are going to start claiming low, if low, long, low, long COVID, if you can claim that for a disability pension, like, more everyone's going to be on the fucking dole. Everyone's going to be on a fucking pension. Like, that won't last. There's no way that lasts because no one's going to go to work. But hey, if you have long COVID, and trust me, everyone's going to fucking get long COVID. Like, I'm semi-certain that I probably, considering the amount of time I've spent out in the last four days, I probably have COVID. Or someone I know has got COVID, who I've spent time with. Claim that shit. Let me have long COVID. You know, you've got a fucking headache. You can't think straight. You can't sleep. You've got restless legs. Claim it. Get money off this government that has rorted you for the last two years. Because they're all a bunch of goddamn fucking... <laughs> Hold on. This would, this would have probably been a better fucking soundbite. Yes, Jew King. Yes, Jew King. That would have probably been better. Um, they asked the question, what do people... What do you think people care about less, COVID or January 6th? It's definitely, it's not that easy, is it? Like, I don't care about either of them anymore. But do I care less about COVID or do I care less about January 6th? Hmm, probably January 6th because January 6th at the moment is just a meme. And I know we've just had like the the, the anniversary of it. And um, without saying too much, it was... Uh, <laughs> When you've got politicians standing up calling it a terrorism attack and it was worse than 9-11, you can't help but laugh. You can't help but realise that this was all just a fucking a, a ploy, you know. I think, you know, I've, I've listened to a lot of Dave Smith this week too and he said, like, it, it, was, it was all a trap. They wanted you to walk into that building. They wanted you to do that so they could regulate you more 
They could put fucking, they could, you know, spy on you, you know, look at your fucking internet history, go through your messages. That's what they wanted. They wanted you to storm that capital. And those fucking dickheads did exactly what they wanted them to do. So, and now a lot of them are going to spend 20 years behind bars. This is fucking domestic terrorism. Domestic terrorists. Um, anyway, and anyway, Mikey, Mike Harrington drops some fucking real truth. And I think it's something we don't talk enough about is how we've destroyed a generation of children with this online learning shit and then no interactions for over the past two years. And I simply wrote down, you know, for a homeless bum, he's a pretty smart dude. He's pretty fucking switched on because we're no, not enough people are talking about that, how we have destroyed a fucking generation with this, this online learning, like they've been locked inside for two years, they can't see their friends, they haven't had birthday parties, they haven't seen fucking, you know, they see Santa, he's got a fucking mask on. We destroyed a generation. And it'll this will fucking hang with us for the next two fucking years. So, you know what, so next time you hear a homeless person rambling on, on the side of the street, maybe listen to that motherfucker, because he might actually fucking have something fucking useful to say. Um... They talk about how Betty White died at the age of 99. And they say the one good thing to come out of Betty White's death was her nudes on Twitter. Uh, I saw them. Not bad, but not great. Them titties don't hold up to today's standards and she's got no ass. But it's aight. It's aight. You know what I mean? Yes, Jew King. Yes, Jew King. <laughs> this is going to get annoying. This sound, by the end of this episode, you're going to be like, fuck, go back to recording this episode for your fucking... AirPods. Um, they talk about how the pictures have emerged of AOC partying on Miami Beach maskless as her white boyfriend wears those feet sandals. Like, uh, what are they called? Oh, those fucking gay fucking things. You know where you, it's like, it's a sandal, but it's got your toes like inside the sandal and you can see the toes, that shit. Anyway, so after she was called out by a bunch of Republicans, she essentially tweeted, just because you can't date me, or you can't fuck me, and you're sexually frustrated, don't take it out on me and my boyfriend's fucking weird fucking sandals. Like, that is such a woman fucking response. And you know what? Someone's calling me during this podcast, but because someone's calling me during this podcast, the podcast didn't cut out. It's fucking great. So I can ignore this by doing this, and I can continue recording the podcast. You know what would have happened last week if we were doing that? If that happened? Whole podcast would have cut out. I would have had to make some bullshit apology. But now I can record forever. Anyway. Um, yeah, she was just like, why are you mad? You're mad because you can't fuck me. It's like, no, you for two years were like, if you're not wearing a mask, you're fucking killing the elderly. And then you went and literally... Went to the beach and didn't wear a mask. Anyway, um, yeah, when, let's be fair. Let's let's be honest between you and I. AOC isn't even that hot. Like, she's hot because she's a politician. She's not stripper hot or Instagram hot, you know. She's just hot because she's a politician and she's not a seven-year-old fucking whose pussy hasn't been touched since fucking the Reagan administration, you know. She's an uglier version of Rosella Dawson. D- Rosella Dawson, not attractive. All right? That's what she is. She's an uglier version of that. 
Um, then they talk about a bunch of stuff that goes over my head, and then and then we get to the fume the, the fume ad, and you know like it's not like gas digital like clickbait you. No, of course not. So I was like, okay, let's listen to this ad, and I wanted to see what the big deal was. Um, it was essentially a bit where Chris says like fume helped him get over the loss of his dead father, and fume will help you get over the death of family members. Um, yeah, fume helps you care about your not care about your dead family. It's very funny, you know, a little bit clickbaity, but whatever. And it's still probably the best thing in the episode. Which is why it was the heading of the episode. Oh, they talk about Antonio Brown losing his mind again for the third time. Um, like I must say, I'm not overly interested in American football, but I saw that. We all saw that. <coughs> and you know why he did it? Because he's a goddamn fucking... But yeah, anyway, and then they talk about how people have been posting a huge hit he took from 2016 and are taking that as a marker for him going off the rails and him developing some sort of CTE. Possible. He may also just be a fucking dumbass, but I don't know. He's been released from the box anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right. Now we get to number eight. And like I said, this is a short episode this week for the obvious reason. And this is number eight. 2021 year in review the SDR show so essentially Shannon Ralph and Jay they sit down and they run down some of the best highlights from the year gone by and yes I did not take notes for it but yes it was very interesting like a lot of those best parts I had never heard before alright now we get to number 7 Mentally Challenger with John McKeever. And you you were probably sitting there like me going, who the fuck's John McKeever? I've never heard of this comedian. He is the keys part of Gillian Keeves. It's starting to get fucking hot in this room. We may have to take a break regardless. <laughs> so anyway. I'm just reading through this before I say something stupid. Anyway, Tim had a sort of a, a beef or he, had, he's, he, did, he made an oopsie. Um where he said Betty White, you know, fingered herself to death. And old lady British Twitter didn't like that one bit and went after him and fucking attacked him. Um, like, like, seriously, like, they fucking went after him. But it's Tim Budley. You don't give a fuck because he's a fucking sick cunt. Um, I talk about is there a country you'd like to be harassed by? Uh, they say Indian girls or Indian guys. Pretending to be girls. Um, see, personally, I'd just rather the Australians harass me. Because I'm Australian. They can call me a cunt all day. I'm not going to get offended by it. Um, besides that, I don't know. Germans, because they can't understand their language. Anyway, so they're, they're talking about, you know, Indian guys, Indian girls harassing them. And then they bring up the greatest. Indian viral video of all time. How can she slap? It is. <laughs> How could she slap? How could she slap? How could she slap me? <laughs> Go and look it up. It's the fucking greatest fucking video ever. This fucking dude gets slapped by this fucking chick on some sort of TV show. And he just fucking winds up and he fucking smacks the shit out of her. Um, 
Then they talk about fucking those ads that pop up before porn that say this game will make you come in 20 seconds, 20 seconds. Like, I must say, I have tried to sign up to those ads to play them and then they ask for your credit card information and I'm like, no, I'm not giving you my fucking credit card information. Are you fucking insane? You fuck off. I'm not giving you my credit card information. Um, then they talk about, oh, what's it called? I can never pronounce it. Um, Fukaki? Yeah, Fukaki cartoon porn. You know those, like, you know, when they've got those massive, big, fucking, unrealistic dick porn? That shit. Which I never understood. I never, listen once again, I never, as an adult, was into hentai. I don't understand it. Never will. Um, then I talk about how would you feel if your partner did fart porn? Like, First off, can we talk about how the like fart talk has increased by a thousand percent in the last two weeks? And I think there's a lot more fart talk as we get more into this podcast. Um, but if she did fart, probably bother me. Like, as long as she's not like spreading her ass on fucking camera, it wouldn't bother me one bit. Do all the fart porn you want. So turn this down a bit. Um. Then they talk about, do you remember the first time your girlfriend farted or shit in front of you? Um, I, re- I remember the first time she shit. Like, you you know, when you live in a small apartment, like, you always, you get to the time, you know, that time comes in a man's life when you're in the shower and, you know, your chick needs to take a dump. It's just the way it is. Um, and that was, that was a horrifying experience because it was a small bathroom. And there, there were smells and there were screams and it was a horrifying experience. Um, and the first time she fought, I think she was in her sleep. Like, and it was like, there was, I think I got out of bed and I sat on the edge and I put my hands in my head and there was a, there was a lot of deep reflection. There was a lot of contemplation. You know, a lot of me saying the, <laughs> a lot of me saying doing that. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good episode. Um, I think that's the first time I've ever heard the Keith part of Gillian Keith's talk, and it was really, really funny, dude. Really funny, dude. Especially, like, the last, like, 20 minutes. Highly entertaining. All right. I wonder who the fuck called me. Oh, every time I vape from now on, I'm going to press this button. That is now my vaping button. And then we get to number six. And this is a new one. I've never talked about this before. And I must say it was highly entertaining. And that is New Year's Bash. Control your hole. With Dave Smith, Tower Power Hour. Um, I'll be honest. I know I only know of this podcast because the guy who one of the guys on it used to run the parody account called Fat Dave Smith. He doesn't anymore because they took it down because he was impersonation. But it was very funny. Oh, they talk about what's more Chad. Like getting fucked and fucking dudes or letting people fuck your wife. It's an interesting fucking dilemma. Um, probably fucking dudes. If you're letting people fuck your wife, that's not Chad. Um, Dave talks about how he had a special pretty much ready-made... Then COVID hit and everything he said in the special, everything he had 
in the special was now redundant. So he's hoping for a, to make a new special mid this year. Um, so I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, how do I describe this podcast? How do I sum this podcast up? Because like, I don't know, like there's five dudes on there. I don't know who the fuck they are. The best I could come up with that it's like if you went to a bar and you did, you, you met five dudes who were like libertarians, you know, or anarchists. And you hit it off with them, you became best friends, and you did free-based coke and molly with them in a dirty bathroom. The only difference is it's not in a bar, it's in a, it's on a Zoom call. They're very funny, it's just, like, a lot of fucking libertarian talk snuck in there. And I like it, I don't mind that stuff, but I'm, there's probably some people that they're not fans of it. Um, uh, then they talk about, you know, like, fighting MMA fighters, like female MMA fighters. And do you think you could win a fight against a female fighter? Like, and then which fighter do you 100% think you could? And which one do you think you 100% couldn't? Here's the thing. 100% guarantee you, Chris Cyborg beats the complete fuck out of me. Same with Amanda Nunes. Same with fucking um, Joanna. They beat the fuck out of me every day of the week. Is there a female MMA fighter I think I could beat? Yes. I could beat Rose. I reckon I could take Rose on. Just simply because I have the size advantage. Like any any fucking female fighter that is under five feet, I'm confident I could put up a fair fight. Um, if you fight a trans woman, is it more or less acceptable? It's like, these guys are funny. Like, they're truthfully very funny. Um, it's like a funnier libertarian version of, like, Revenge of the Sith or, like, Dad Me. Um, and yes, it probably is more acceptable to fight a trans woman, trans MMA fighter, than a female MMA fighter. Um... You also hear, like, on this pod, you also hear, like, a different Dave Smith. It's not Legion of Skanks Dave Smith. It's not part of the problem Dave Smith. It's this twisted, awesome version where he's, like, the center of the show. Which, to be fair, he isn't on Skanks. He's the third chair on Skanks. He's the sniper of the, of the fucking thing. He's there to do Lewis voice. So this is, the, like, peak, ultimate form Dave Smith. All right? They asked Dave if he can recite his intro. Um... Because apparently when they all watch part of the problem, they all know it word for word. It's like their libertarian pledge of allegiance. I wonder if I can do it. I wish I had the music queued up. Um, We need to roll back the state. We spy on all of our citizens. Our prisons are filled with non-violent drug offenders. If you want to know who America's next enemy is... Look at who we're funding right now. Every one of these problems is a result of government being way too big. I think that's it. I think that's like 90% on the fucking dollar. And this motherfucker's calling me again. I'll talk to you later. I don't know who you are. I will talk to you later. Fucking Jesus. Um, Then lastly, they asked the question, would you rather vote for a president who was racist but ended the war on drugs and the war overseas or a non-racist that kept everything the same? 
I'd happily vote for a president that says fucking every day of the week. I don't care if he drops, you know. If, as a matter of fact, I think a president, a president should be able to say the word. <laughs> fucking great. Um, yeah, and then they, it, it's a, truly, it's a great episode. Now, granted, I listened to it because Dave Smith was on it, but maybe I'll have to check these guys out more. We'll see. Anyway, I don't know who the fuck's calling me, but they called me twice, so I better call them back. So we'll be right back after this short break that you probably won't even notice. And we're back. Testing, I think we're live. Anyway, (laughs) fucking, what the fuck? Anyway, I'll, I'll tell you what that was. All right. So, this the room I'm I'm recording this in at the moment is obviously from my roommate who left. So I put up an ad for people, you know, if you wanted to rent the room for the next two months. And uh, let's just say I'm not getting the fucking creme de la creme of people. I literally just listened to a voicemail from a dude who sounds like he fucking injects fucking heroin into his fucking veins. It. Like, people tell me I sound fucking British. This guy sounded like a fucking junkie. Yeah, oh, man, like, I just, I'm not on the internet all the time because I'm, I'm in an internet cafe. And, yeah, just want to get in touch with you. A fucking junkie. <laughs> and then I just asked my, my, my girlfriend, I was like, well, have you had anyone else hit you up? And she's like, I've had an old couple, they're like 60 years old, so... Literally, the only people who want to rent this apartment are junkies and fucking the elderly. It's like, fucking... <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, where were we? Number five. Number five? Number five. Laugh Lightning. We're Brian Six and the guard dog, Sean Gardini. Sean Gardini. The guard dog. Woof, woof. Wish I had a woof, woof sound on this fucking thing. Anyway. Real last podcast. So, let's start off talking about how Dalton keeps calling Lewis from the host- from the loony bin. Um, I don't know if he's... I pretty, I'm like 99% sure he's out of the fucking loony bin, but from everything he's posting on Twitter, he probably should still fucking be in the loony bin. Because um, he's fucking nuts. He's, he's, he's gone way over the deep end. Um, anyway, so Lewis keeps ignoring his phone calls. Like, you should. If if, Lewis, if Dalton's calling you right now, you probably should be ignoring those phone calls. I have been. And what I mean by that is, like, I wake up and I get, like, 20 messages to join, like, space tapes. Come join the space tapes. We're doing recordings with space tapes. I don't want to join your fucking space tapes. I don't want to fucking sit there on Twitter and talk shit with you. You fucking pleb. All right. Anyway, um, Dalton called Shannon and told Lewis that he really needs a VR set because that's exactly, that's like the last thing Dalton needs right now is a way to es- a way besides drugs to escape reality because right now he's not in reality. He's fucking way out there. He's in the fifth dimension. He's gone. You know, mental illness, and I think Six mentions this, mental illness is, is, is its own virtual reality. Um, 
Yeah, Dalton does not need a virtual reality set. He does not need an Oculus. Um, anyway, Gardini's been on before, but I guess Lewis wasn't there. I can't remember. We talked about it like six months ago. But anyway, it's like this is like Gardini's second chance at a first impression, even though the first impression was pretty good. Um, so Lewis Arce, what's seven things no one knows about Sean Gardini? Um, and you don't really learn anything interesting besides the fact that he's cool and he likes to say the N-word. So he's like us. Um, Lewis talks about how he believes it's time to put the N-word to rest um, and stop using it, not because it's offensive, but it's been overused on, on, like, on set and on podcasts. And that's true, you know. I sort of, I guess. But things come around, you know, like like faggot. Like faggot will never get old. It's a fun word. Like retard. Retard's fun to call people. Like the junkie who called me. He's a retard. You know? So I don't really, you know... Lewis does claim that people are going to just stop laughing at it and stop reacting to it, but I doubt that. People will always react to the N-word. Just like people always react to faggot and, you know, retard and and shit and and chink. Oh shit, I didn't press the button. Fuck. <laughs> I love this fucking soundboard thing. Anyway, so Lewis has the idea that he wants to send Dalton a gift while he was in, while he's in, while he is, was in the loony bin. So Zach comes up with a pretty pretty fucking brilliant idea. Send him a one-eighth of mushrooms and a gun. You know, he wants to go on a virtual reality trip here. This will send you on a virtual reality trip. You'll, you'll fucking blow your fucking brains all over the fucking wall. Um, anyway, so at one point in the podcast, Lewis and Zach say, say the same thing at the same time. And they jinx, and Lewis jinxes Zach. Um. And then they discuss the concept of jinx. Like, is it jinx you owe me a soda or do you punch the person, you punch them until you say their name to break it? It makes no difference because... (laughs) It makes no difference anyway because Lewis being Lewis accidentally says his name 45 seconds later. Breaking the curse. Anyway, it just to... Clarify, it's drinks, you owe that person a soda, you know, or until you say their name. That's that's the official rule. Um, Sean talks about, you know, he's dating an Irish Muslim, which may be, to me, maybe the strangest combo I've ever heard of, an Irish Muslim. Like, I don't think there are any stranger combos. Like, I don't know, like, an Indian-German... A Polynesian German, anything that was Native American, but yeah, it's a strange fucking combo. An Irish Muslim, which is weird because the Irish, their, their whole culture is based on drinking, and Muslims, well, they don't partake. Um. Anyway, Lewis talks about how you know. He claims all these racist Philly boys are all dating brown women. So I'm assuming Shane's dating a brown woman. Shane is dating a brown woman. Hey, we're all very much... 
It's all jokes. We're all multicultural. We love every color except for those goddamn fucking. Um, Lewis talks about Lewis wants to talks about wanting to write a gaslighting book and teach us the dark ways. You know, dark ways of the gaslighting. You know, and how to get ahead in life. And Lewis actually does teach us something that I've never thought of, but something we've all done before. Um, the thought that counts theory. So I'll give you an example. Dave had two UFC tickets and Lewis told him to ask every comedian above him, which probably took him 24 hours above him, who he knew, who had that week booked already and there was nowhere they were going to make it if they'd like to go with him. Thus, they will remember Dave trying, you know, doing something nice for them, even though they were busy. You know, even though there was zero chance of Dave taking them. So the next time, you know, they can do something nice for Dave. It's fucking brilliant. It truly is brilliant. You know. So I, I, I if Lewis wrote a, wrote, a, writ, wrote a book on gaslighting, I'd fucking buy it. Anyway, so anyway, they read the eight signs your boyfriend is gaslighting you. Number one, they deny things you've said or done. I've done that. I do that. All. <laughs> She's in the other room, so I have to be, you know, don't want to fuck up too bad here. But I've done that. They use manipulative language. I've done that. They project what they are doing onto their partner, like cheating. I've done that. <laughs> the, the projecting, not the cheating part. Uh, they always need to be right. I don't do this one. Like I'm when we're having a fight, I'm usually the one that sits there and goes, "Okay, I'll I'll back up. You win. You're right." And I'll be passive aggressive for the next two days. Um, they prey on their partner's insecurities. And I wrote down like Lewis, I could, but I don't. I don't do that. You know, although I have got into the habit of the last week of walking past and just jingling my fucking girlfriend's fat and going chugga chugga chugga. So maybe that is prying on her insecurity. So maybe I do that one too. Um, and lastly, you know, not lastly, they blame you and they make you second guess things. I do that. Uh, they question your mental health. I do that. And lastly, if you try to leave, they won't make it easy. I've done that in the past too. So I scored like a six out of eight. So I'm a, I'm a pretty experienced gaslighter. Like, but in fairness, I've had a lot of these things done to me too. We all gaslight. That's what we do. Um, Lewis claims he's done Lewis claims he does none of these things um, after admitting to doing to being to doing and being some of these things so he gaslights us alright and I can tell you that there is no man on the face of the earth that hasn't done at least half of those things um, they asked Shannon if she's ever let like if she let hold on my fucking spelling is all fucker. They asked Shannon if she'd let Lewis date a family member. Um, Shannon says it'd be her choice, but she'd let them know that he can be a handful. Um, I can tell you right now, I would not let a single soul... Well, no, I lie. I'd let Ralph because Ralph has money. But, like, there's no fucking way I'm letting Lewis date my fucking sister. You know? I don't think there's... You know, oh... Jay'd be pretty cool. Jay'd be pretty cool to have a brother-in-law. But besides that, 
not Dave, but, you know, Dave's just going to fucking split her in fucking two. So I don't want that mental image. But, yeah, definitely not Lewis. She was being very nice. Um, I talk about a paralyzed 62-year-old man first to ever send a tweet using his mind. You should also, like... Like, this is South Park, like, coming to life. This is what South Park is. There's an episode of South Park where Cartman gets fucking... It's not Twitter, it's... um, What's it called? Shitter. He gets shitter, so he gets these two fucking antennas in his head. um, So he can tweet his thoughts. And Alec Baldwin does that. And the only other person who has shitter is Alec Baldwin. Because all you hear is Alec Baldwin's racist fucking tweets. (laughs) So South Park's become real life. And also, this would scare the fuck out of me. Like, imagine you're walking down the street and, like, you're just thinking and, like, you walk past a fucking 16-year-old and you're like, I'd fucking eat that bitch's fucking pussy all night. And then you accidentally tweet that. Okay, she wasn't 16. She was 14. Okay, she was 13. That's, that's exactly what the tweet would be. I don't know if that came through on the speakers, but yeah. Fucking, hold on. Hold on. You dumb nupty. Fucking high school musical out fucking side. Um, yeah, anyway, this was impressive. Like, this whole Twitter, you know, what was it? Fucking mind to tweets, you know, tweeting with your mind. It was all impressive until you realised the cunt can fucking talk. You know, that he could have just done text to fucking speech. And this was all just some fucking stupid fucking thing. Um, they talk about, do they have any New Year's resolutions? My New Year's resolution is the same as it was last year. Double the bread, double the head. And also not to kill anyone when I decide to move in a couple months. Because we discussed this. I hate moving. It, it, I literally want to murder people when I move. Um, Six talks about how he plans to grow the podcast and uh, blow up the tour that he's doing with Colm. Um, Zach plans to bring back the N-word. Shannon wants to get healthier. And Natalie wants to run a 10K marathon. That's interesting. Yeah, it was a great episode, but not the best episode of Real Life Podcast this week. That is a little bit later. Anyway, this is the long stuff. This is where, like, all the long fucking notes I took. Because it is the Skank First podcast, not the fucking merry-go-round podcast. So anyway, number four. Mary Doxmas, Legion of Skanks. Um, so anyway, so last week, Lewis called a punk rock tour... For reasons. I, like, I never mentioned it on the podcast because it wasn't overly fucking interesting. Um, and for some reason, Alex didn't beep out his number. <laughs> I didn't even notice this. This, like, I completely forgot about this. Like, I didn't even pay attention to it. Um, so Christmas Eve and Christmas, Lewis got a bunch of texts and calls from people. So essentially, Alex doxed. Lewis. 
Um, so Lewis called Bobby and freaked the fuck out on him on Christmas Eve while he was eating dinner with his family, which, you know, like I'm going to go into fucking defense of Bobby. Like that's not fucking fair on Bobby. He did nothing wrong. Poor Bobby. You know, All he did, and maybe this is the truly wrong thing he did do, was trust his job to a woman. Um, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, so Bobby cops the shit. Alex gets it from Bobby, and Bobby's a lot more calmer than Lewis is, because you can imagine the phone call that Lewis is going to give him. Like, it's going to sound a lot like fucking this. Bobby, what the fuck did you do? You goddamn stupid fucking... I'll fucking kill you and your family. That's what it's going to sound like. So, you know, so from a faggot left-winger's point of view who writes articles, like, the women are constantly getting sexual harassed and the male producers are in constant fear of their lives and their families' lives. So, essentially, Alex gets away scot-free. Although, crazy idea. And I'm sure someone will hear this and they'll mention it. What if Alex spun the wheel? What if Alex spun the wheel? Crazy idea. It's a bit out there, but it's content. And you know she'd do it. Just an idea. Anyway, Bobby, uh, not Bobby, Lewis keeps dropping Bobby's secret girlfriend's name as a test to make sure they beep shit. They do. Um, but once again, it was Alex's fault. It wasn't Bobby's fault, but he's the executive producer, so shit falls, you know, shit goes up, I guess. Um, they try and ad-lib the Skanky Awards and it goes nowhere. So they do a behind-the-scenes brainstorm of organizing the Skanky Awards for the next show, which we talk about tonight. Today, this recording, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, they talk, The skanks talk about what they do if they actually killed someone. Lewis still claims that death by rough sex is the best defense. I guess. <laughs> like, listen, if you're going to kill someone, all right. First off, you shouldn't kill someone because the best way to get away with murder is not to kill someone. But if you were to murder someone... Bury them. Just bury them anywhere. Bury them where they're not going to be found. You know, put them in a car, wrap them in fucking garbage bags and take them out to the middle of nowhere and bury them. That is the only way you're getting away. That's it. That's the only way you're getting away. Um, they all agree it's better if, you know, if you're facing life in prison to just kill yourself instead of, you know, Living off the land, like you know, trying to get away, like living in fucking twenty dollar hotels and trying to evade police. I agree. Um. Oh, um, and I think this trying to think. they talk about interviewing controversial figures like Milo and Lewis has said, you know, in the past that he would happily, gladly interview Hitler. Um. The problem isn't that they would or have had these guys on. It's that they don't take them to task like the faggoty lefty lefties want. Like they knew Milo was a character. They knew Hitler, you know, and they know that Hitler never killed anyone. You know, they treat people like people no matter what they are. You know, like Milo, um, 
if they had Gavin McGinnis on, if they had Alex Jones on, the same thing. You treat people how people, you know. And they they give the best example with like Sal Vacano and Michael Che. You know, two huge stars who probably shouldn't be on the show. You know, and that's why when they are on the show, it's a slightly less edgy show. Like Lewis does try to push the boundaries and makes it a little bit uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Like when Shay did, like who's most justified in a woman, but they do tone it down a slight, a little bit, you know, because you treat people right. You treat people like people. Doesn't matter if it's Hitler or Michael Shay, you treat them all the same. Um, then they talk about apparently Kevin Spacey every year besides this year does a Christmas video and it's fucking creepy, man. It's fucking creepy as fuck. Um. Yeah, um, they talk about pre-internet back in the day, you know, like, they talk, oh, they talk about pre-internet back in the day, you had to be so unlucky and stupid and probably fat and slow to get molested. Like, it's way easy to get molested now, you know, like, you know, a 15-year-old can hop online and be like, oh, I'm talking to a 17-year-old, and really it's a 45-year-old. They rock up, you tie them up in the trunk of your car. You take them home, you do whatever the fuck you want with them. It's not like it was back in the day. Um, and lastly, and this is what, like, the last 15 minutes are much, must listen to for this reason. Um, Lewis tells an insane fucking story of Chris Cantor at a Rich Voss picnic, walking up to a random woman and her infant child, that, well, not infant, like her two-year-old toddler that was walking next to her, picking up the random child that was walking next to the mom and pretending that for a moment he was going to kidnap it. And everyone at this picnic looking at him like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Imagine that. Imagine being at a picnic and one of your mates just goes and sees a mom walking with her child and just goes, ooh, I picked a baby up. Ooh, I'm going to take this baby. And so they all looked at him like he was retarded. And lastly, they tell another Canada story of him being so drunk that he was slurring his words in an attempt to be funny and bond with Rich Foss. Tells Rich Voss he wants to fuck his underage daughter in Bonnie. To which, resp- which Voss responds with, what you expect? A fucking karate chop over the fucking head. Like, like I said, the last 50 minutes are much fucking... Are much, you have to listen to them. It's fucking great. And the first 30 minutes of hearing Alex fucking escape with no fucking you know, consequences for her actions. She should spin the wheel. And I stand by that. All right. I'm... Really having trouble getting comfortable here. That's why the fucking sound's all off. Anyway, number three. Marcus Reiner with Big J Ogerson and Anthony Zenhausen. Real last podcast. This was the best episode of the week, by far. Um, so this show is in place of the Arcee Awards, as Shannon couldn't be fucking bothered to do the work. And now the end-of-year review show is dead in the water. But hey, we get Big J Ogerson for a second time in a week. A second time in two weeks. So we can't complain completely. Um, in its place, Shannon is going to have to do something fucked up every year. You know? I, I can accept that. I don't know how you step it up from this episode, but we'll see what happens. Um... Also, Jay, who's extremely, extremely fucking stoned because he's taking dabs, <laughs> talks about trashy reality TV star who transitioned into porn and got AIDS. 
which leads to a conversation of the best flapping flapping league. And I'm in agreement with Zach. It was definitely um, that chick from fucking wrestling fucking page. Cause it, because it all dropped in the same day and it progressively got better and better and fucking better. So it went from her fucking fingering her fucking cunt to her by the end of the day getting double teamed by two other fucking wrestlers. It was fucking great. And it's still jerkable to this day. Um, they talk about how hot Sonny used to be. Um, how bad she looked in her porn. Like, she farts in that porn. Like, this wasn't, like, homemade porn. This was, like, a professional company. And she looks like shit. Her feet are dirty. And she fucking farts during it. Shout out Wrestling Soup. It's one of their best fucking episodes ever. They reviewed the whole fucking thing. Um, they talk about how bad China's porn was and how big she was back in the day. Um, they mentioned the porn where she gets, like, banged by eight different dudes, but they didn't mention the She-Hulk porn she did, where she's covered in green fucking paint and how horrible that was. Um, then Lewis talks about wanting to move away from talking about porn because rap always, you know, always descends into it. Yes, Lewis, you're right. Real Us Podcast does always descend into porn. It's why we love it. I don't know, I'm just pressing buttons now. <laughs> um, yeah, but some of the best episodes are where they talk about porn. Um, anyway, in agreement with Phil, you know, for Shannon, not to produce the Arshies in exchange, in exchange, she has to sell her farts in a jar. Now, the recording of this episode, I believe they've only sold one, and that was to Microsane. Um, she swears it's... Her, you know, that her post-workout lentil farts, um, that they, the farts are hers. They don't fully believe her. I can't blame them. But we'll get to that. Um, from what Shannon says, she did it like how SpongeBob catches jellyfish. Like she should, what she should have done is just sat on the jar and just farted into the jar. Not fucking whatever the fuck she did when she was catching farts in the air. Um, Lewis is dry reaching before even smelling it, just at the thought of her doing it. Um, they talk about how much Lewis should charge. So he, he stops at about 100 bucks. He's like, yeah, 100 bucks. Okay, fair enough. Um, then they talk about how they claim that Harrington or some of a dude farted in the jar. And Shannon claims and she swears on her fucking life that she's not that funny. She's not that funny enough to do that. You know, in fairness, not entirely true. This is coming from the same chick who last year convinced all of us on the the RC Awards that she was going to make out with Lewis. And she ended up making out with Ralph. So I don't fully believe it. Anyway, finally they cracked the jars. And they fucking, <laughs> they fucking stink. Jay's disgusted and he's bothered. You know, he, at one point he says, I'm going to throw this jar at a bum. <laughs> um, and after smelling it, the price doubles from $100 to $200. Uh, Lewis then says, and, and, and I quote, selling the body fluids of gas girl, of the gas girl producers would be the best use of them. <laughs> like you can, it's, they genuinely are disgusted at the smell. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway. Shout out to Shannon for committing to the bit because I now believe that 
They were her farts. All right. We're nearly there. And my arm is starting to get sore because I'm holding this mic. All right. That's my vaping sound. Um, anyway, number two. Yo MMA rap. UFC best moments in Jake Paul. Episode one. Um, before we start, just so we're all clear and we're all on the same page, I'm an extremely casual fan. Dave and Lewis, for them, this is the only sport they watch and they are way, way, way more in the loop than I am. All right? I say this because the last three Jake Paul fights I have predicted incorrectly. <laughs> Every single time. Um, first things first, the intro is fucking hot. It's fucking fire. It's got some 90s funky rap feel to it. It's fucking dope. Um, somehow on an MMA podcast, Lewis finds a way to bring up Milo and Otis. Um, they have Natalie as the producer, even though she's not an MMA fan. She's a lesbian and it's the closest thing they could find. Besides Mikey. Um, anyway, so now we get to the elephant in the room. Lewis says the reason he didn't ask fans on Twitter what their best MMA moments of 2021 were because they knew he knew it'd be hijacked and all they'd say was him leaving the BYM podcast um, after him saying he wasn't interested in talking MMA only to start his own podcast a few months later. So he addresses the elephant in the room and he says, you know, saying that that was one of the other, it was only one of many reasons, you know, that he didn't want to do the podcast anymore. The other reason was him and Bisping were butting heads that Bisping said on his little Twitter video. You know, they were butting heads on and off screen and it wasn't fun for even anymore. Um, Bisping wanted to go more the analytical route and Lewis clearly wanted to do something more fucked up fucking casual and more style of his podcasting um I don't want to say I was right but I was right <laughs> like when Lewis made that Twitter thing I was like well, this is fucking doesn't fit the narrative at all um so yeah there you go um I'm sure Michael Bisping will be on this podcast. I'm sure Mikey Harrington will be on this podcast. I'm sure, you know, two podcasts that are MMA related can exist on the same, you know, platform. Surely. I'm sure this doesn't create any problems at all. <laughs> oh, hold on. Press this one. <laughs> you know it's going to end in all our fucking warfare. Anyway. It's the greatest moment, MMA moments of 2021. They talk, you know... The Diaz brothers returning, even though they both lost, you know, their returns or their their fights of last year, they both were the talk of the town of how gutsy, you know, their fights are. Because it's the Diaz brothers. They always fucking put in great fights. Uh, they talk the shocking rise of Charles Oliventa. Like I said, I'm a super casual. Um, Oliventa at the 155 King. The retirement of Khabib. Lewis still holds tight to his belief that he didn't do enough to be the undisputed Goat. Um, and I sort of still agree with him on that. I like. I remember t when he first said that. I didn't fully agree with him. I sort of agree with him now. He didn't do enough. He didn't beat enough fucking big dudes. Like he beat Connor. Like 
he never fucking beat Tony Ferguson. They never fought, you know. He beat Poirier. He just didn't do enough. You know, if he had hung around for like two or three more fights, he probably could have, we'd probably be having a different conversation. Um, where was I? Oh, then they talk about the fall of Conor McGregor. Lewis is right. I want to say Lewis is right, you know. When, when you're the best at something, you know, when you're on the top of your game, we all excuse the shitty stuff you do, you know. Like when Connor was champ, we all excused him beating up that old dude. We all excused the outbursts and stuff like that. Um, but now that, you know, Connor's lost, lost like what? Four of his last five fights? Like now that he's losing, like the things that he's doing outside of like MMA, like getting into fights at fucking music award fucking ceremonies and pacing around in his bathroom without a shirt on watching fights, like it's it's not excusable now. Now we look at it and it's like, you know, how do I put this? Um. When you suck, it's magnet. It's like it's it's magnified. Now all this shit that he does, it's like I don't know how to explain it. I don't know, but I think what I'm trying to say is, after you know, not only is it magnified, it's an act. You, we can all see it's an act now. Like it doesn't feel real to us, you know. And the fact that it's an act isn't even. It's not even a good act anymore because he's lost so many times. It's not believable. It's a stale act. Nobody believes it. Um, that's the thing about Chael. With Chael, it's an act. We all know it's an act. But the fact is, he never deviated from that act. He's always been Chael Sonnen. Mike Tyson, same thing. You know, Even though we know it's, all well, to be fair, with Mike Tyson, it's less of an act. But it is a little bit of an act when, when he was at his prime. Um. Once again, I'm a super casual. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I listen to fucking podcasts make fart jokes. Um, anyway, Dave's, Dave is amazing with his knowledge and his memory of the history of fight records during this podcast. It's astonishing. Um, they talk about what Connor should do next. It's probably Diaz versus Connor Free. It's probably the fight that should be made because here's the thing with Connor. He's so big... You can't just give him someone ranked number 10 in the sport. You have to give him a big name. You have to give him Jorge. You have to give him Diaz. You know, because that's just where Connor is at the moment. Um, they talk about Glo- uh, Glover Teixeira, Teixeira, Tixera, Tixera, become the oldest champion in history. Um... And I talk about how since Jones has left, the lightweight division has gotten a lot more interesting and it's freshened up. Like, you know, would have never thought about fucking Glover becoming champion. That was it seemed so far fetched two, three years ago. And they talk about Pena beating Nunes when no one expected her to win. Um, they also promise. They also promise unless it's huge news like a, a huge knockout or a titty pops out, they won't be talking a lot about women's MMA, which I'm happy about. Um, Natalie will be doing that Even though she's not an MMA fan I'm sure she'll get there 
and that's the LOS charm that we all love. Um, then to talk about the Jake Paul moment. You know, knocking out Ben and knocking out Woodley and embarrassing MMA. Um, and then how the UFC did it to themselves with Conor vs. Floyd. They made this beast. You know, when they brought boxing into, you know, MMA, this is what you get. You get this. And Jake Paul took it, and he's a young kid, and I can't knock him anymore. I have to, you know, say it. He's a, he's a young kid, and he's athletic, and he's got talent. And I can't deny that anymore. Um, yeah, so the UFC did it to themselves with Conor vs. Floyd. Um, they talk about, do you see Paul fighting in MMA? Dave believes if he goes to the UFC, he gets smoked. Lewis doesn't believe it's that cut and dry. I, I sit more in the Dave camp that I think if he goes to MMA, it's the CM Punk effect. We saw what happened with CM Punk when he went to MMA. Like, it didn't work out too well for him, did it? You know, like, he had mixed martial art experience. He'd been training in the gym for nearly a decade, but it didn't translate. To the ring, did it? Um, yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Then they talk about the Dana White and Paul, uh, Jake Paul beef. Um, they talk about, and then lastly, they talk about fighter pay and um, economics and why they believe it's fair. And Paul's just trying to use Lewis's own technique of it's the fault that counts. Like he's trying to. Um, portray himself to the you know the fighters that he's a good guy and he's trying to do what's a good thing for him. But what he's really doing is he's just talking shit. Um, and that's really the episode. Um, all I'll say is this: listen, the name's not great. I'm not sold on the name. The Yo MMA Rap. It's you know doesn't roll off the tongue like Legion of Skanks, real ass podcast. Part of the problem. Yo MMA Rap doesn't roll. Doesn't have a good acronym. L-O-S-R-A-P. P-O-T-P. Y-M-R. I don't know. You know. I'm not sold on the name, but I, you can understand why it's there. It's too wordy. Um, I also think the other problem they have, and I think this won't be as much of a problem as I think it will be, is just will they have enough content for a weekly show? You know? where they fill an hour, you know, they filled an hour with a year's worth of MMA talk. You know, it's a casual MMA show. They're not going to talk about the undercard fights, you know. So I, I do have some concerns that maybe they may have problems with content, but I'm sure they'll find a way to, you know, fill that in, even if they just end up making fart jokes at the end of it. I don't know. Anyway, it's a great first episode, you know. It's got that... Real Us Podcast, Legion of Skanks, Believe You Me, feeling of it with a dusting of part of the problem. It's a really good podcast. Um, I'll probably talk about it more in the future, truthfully. And then we get to the last layer. My leg starts to go dead because I'm holding this fucking microphone up with my leg. I don't know. I, I really hope. I know this is the first episode and you know I'm not used to holding a microphone and stuff usually. But I hope it sounds good. I really do. Um We'll, we'll work on the bugs. I just wanted to put something out there. So it was there. So I really appreciate you listening to this. Um, yeah, here is, um, is a round of applause for you.
And now lastly, number one, you know what it is. It's the Skanky Awards with Zach Amico and Justin Silva. Um, they talk about Lewis only listening to podcasts about himself. Hi, Lewis. Yes, Jew King. Yes, Jew King. Um, Jay talks falling out of bed and busting his ass, and Christine slept through the whole thing while Jay was crying like a little bitch and throwing up in pain. Um, Alex agrees to sell her. Alex agrees to sell her pubes as Shannon, like Shannon did, selling her farts. Um, she has to trim the farts on camera though, because as we said, like no one's buying those fart jars because there's not proof of authenticity, like um, authenticity. Like no one believes Shannon farted in those jars. Like they they fucking say thirty dollars a pube, like one hair. Like, that's a bit fucking far-fetched, I must say. It's a bit fucking, it's a bit too much. Um, Lewis, I'm um, sorry, Lewis. Alex asks for 50%, and an unknowing Lewis offers her 77%. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this man owns a business. Okay, I love you. Um, anyway, then they do the Skanky Awards. Um, guest of the Year. So the nominees were Brian Sagalow, Shane Gillis, Irish Fear, and Colin Terrell. Sagalow wins, and probably rightfully so. Um, obviously, with, you know, four inch. Four inch would also probably win moment of the year. For me. Uh, they do Karen of the year. Um, the nominees are Ma High Karen, Karen Aunt, um, Sidebar. Jay asks a very important question. Do so Karen's fuck good? Do they? Like... Or do you reckon they just lay there and take it? Or are they like vicious in the bed? I don't know. A Karen, then there's another question. Are Karens and Cougars the same thing? I don't know. Um, so where were you? And um, the other nominee was C's record, She's Recording Me, Karen. Uh, Mile Har and Karen wins. Yeah. Most, uh, then we get to most justified using the N-word. Teacher drops N-bomb in class. Um, it's like it's understandable, even though it's wrong. Like, you know, teachers cop a lot of shit. Shot top of you know, it's it's hard being a teacher. Um, Meffy Karen with scissors asks an n uh, asks an n word cop to shoot her. She's sitting there going, literally, shoot me, <laughs> shoot me. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Lewis claims, sidebar, Lewis claims he can disarm any woman who had scissors. So they give a chick a butter knife. The first chick, she fails miserably. Lewis disarms her. The second chick stabs Lewis in the, eye, in the face and in the chest, fulfilling the prophecy. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Hold on, I've got a sound for this. Um, Lewis claims even though he's been stabbed in the eye and the chest, he, he had grabbed the bitch and would have was ready to beat her to death. <laughs> Man, it's fucking, it's fucking, I don't even know what to say to that. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, anyway, then they get to murder of the year, which is probably that chick who just stabbed Lewis. Um, the nominees are Brian Laundry, Carl Rittenhouse and Alec Baldwin. Brian Laundry wins because he not only killed his bitch, but he killed himself. 
Um, clip of the year was Katie Can. I don't agree with this. I really think it should have been four, four inch with Brian, Brian, Brandon Sagalow. But Katie Can was also a funny moment. Um, then they do Tranny Abomination of the Year, which is nominees were Elliot Page, Alana McLaughlin, which was um, first trans MMA fighter, Will Thomas, trans swimmer who smashing varsity records, and that. Trans New Zealand weightlifter bitch who lost in the Olympics. MMA fighter wins on a fan vote. Which, fair. I think that's fair. And then you get to most justified hitting a woman of the year. Police uh, police SUV runs over a woman and uses her as a speed bump. Little dude defends himself against three large women. Uh, dude in toxic relationship gets the shit beat up. Gets his shit beat up by his girlfriend in an elevator. A little dude defending himself wins, and rightfully so. Because, you know what? Little dudes don't get enough... Little dudes do not get enough respect, all right? We try our best to defend ourselves. Um, Lewis talks about how he's just bought 2K22 and promises that um, after a few weeks of training, he's going to fuck Jay up. And Zach comes up with a brilliant idea, as Zach does, because he's a brilliant idea, man. And that is duck gun, sorry, duck hunt gun in the butt. Um, let's also be clear, just, you know, so we're all on the same page. Lewis knows nothing about basketball. So when Jay says he's going to beat him by 20 points, it's not that far-fetched. Um, then we get to dead porn star of the year, which is Joey Ray killed himself. Um, Christina the Fox fell from 22 stories of an apartment complex. Um, Dakota Sky died of an OD over uh, died of an OD after addiction to fentanyl, and Joey Ray wins in a landslide fan vote because he's a man. And lastly, we get to skank of the year, and the nominees are Luis J Gomez, Dave Smith, and Big Jackson. Dave Smith wins on a fan vote because Lewis and Jay really want to win so badly and Dave simply doesn't care. And that's how this shit always works. <laughs> Dave Smith doesn't care, therefore he wins by default. And on that note, we did it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's muchly appreciated. I really hope it comes out well. Um, if it didn't come out well and it sounds like shit, you can always hit me up on Twitter at SkankVersePod and tell me how shit it was. Um, you can also follow me now on that new fucking right-wing app, Getter, which is, I have no idea what it is, I barely use it. I saw Joe Rogan was on it, so I thought I'd join too. Um, see if I can find my name quickly. It's not as great as fucking Twitter, I'm Anyway, you can follow me at SkankFirstPod, obviously. Um, yeah, obviously... Listen, um, I really appreciate, once again, everyone who listens and everyone who supports this show. Um, I'm now broke. <laughs> I'm now, I think I'll be living, I'll be homeless soon with a fucking $2,000 of tech equipment. Um, but I do it all for you. I do it for the love of the game. Um, and lastly, be sure to spread the word of the pod. Um, tell a friend, tell a family member, and tell a bitch who sells her farts in a jar. And on that note, Yes, Jew King! Yes, Jew King! I must now bid you in a Jew. Goodbye.
And good night. Bang. Hold on, I want to hit one more button. I'm just trying to get some mott sticks. Get on the sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. Shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. <laughs> shout out Orient Mulligan. You just need to come. You want me to make you come? I'll make you.